Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, folks. It's time for another show from the archives. Um, a full show this time, though, not some half-assed shitty commentary that you can't really listen along to with the movie. It's an actual show. It's another one of our year review shows, 1987. Um, and I can't remember why, because I, I checked. I thought this was from last year. It was from 2020. It was like September 2020 we recorded this. And I can't remember why I didn't edit it and upload it at the time. I think maybe I was just being lazy. And then we did another show soon after and I forgot. Because every now and then I'll stumble across this and go, why is this? Why was this never uploaded? But maybe so you'll listen to it and be like... Because it's piss. It's a shit show. Why did you bother? Hopefully not. But uh, yeah, lots of uh, your favourites from 1987 will be discussed, like Lethal Weapon, Predator. Uh, there's a lot of good Hong Kong stuff and uh, an amusing little conversation about Chris with a K watching the premiere, the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. And also, most notably in this episode, there's some street violence, street crime goes on right outside Chris of the Case house about halfway through the show. So you've got that look forward to as well. Bit of real life drama. Very nice. So yeah, enjoy the show. Wafu FM. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. I'm Chris with the... Why do I never do this beforehand? With the... Creep Show 2C. And and I'm uh, looking at the list. Uh, Chris with the... How many films start with K? Dude? No. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, Chris with a K. I think I'm more than willing to let it slide, and you can use ones with K at the end of the word. Mm. You could be near dark. Mm. Nice. Oh, uh, necromantic. Too grim. Too grim. So yeah, we're doing another of our spectacular year review shows. One we haven't done. I think the earliest one we've done was '89. So we'll go back and fill in some gaps. We're going to do '90s or so. Mm, I'm surprised because I, I always feel like we've done more '80s stuff. Mm. Well, we've done a lot of '80s movies, but just as far as these like type the of years, shows go, yeah. yeah, just '89. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, no. No, you probably think because we did 82 and 81 months. Oh, months, didn't of course, we? Uh, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, so, right, let's start just um, with Hong Kong for a bit because uh remember one, I can't remember which one it was, it was like 92 and 83, and we were like, Christ, Chow Yun Fat had shitloads of stuff out. He really was the hardest working man in the world at that point. Mm. Right, City on Fire, Prison on Fire, they're like, and the one, two, like uh, Rich and Famous and Tragic Hero and Better Tomorrow 2, all in, the same, all in, ni- all in 1987. God. That's not it, though. Because <laughs> you've got to remember, he was also like a romantic leading man, a comedy actor, 
all in total, he made ele- he had eleven films in ninety seven. God, just shows they must they must bang those films out in like the space yeah. of like five so, six yeah. weeks. I can imagine well, he spent the most time on like City on Fire and uh, Better Tomorrow Two and like the comedies. I imagine there you know, be no action set pieces yeah. to do and stuff. But eleven films, though, that's insane. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I always heard that like. You know, obviously it doesn't apply to all directors, I'm sure, but like the sort of the way they do it in Hong Kong is like they'll they'll film it, do it, move on, because like films like it costs money and stuff, and yeah, so yeah, the like you know obviously mistakes happen and they have to do another take and stuff, but generally speaking, they just kind of like bang 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 bang, they just mm-hmm. they just do like one take sort of stuff, yeah, because like I said, they they can't afford to like have like I mean if you if you were want to be a lead man in Hong Kong, you couldn't afford to do like twenty takes because no people would be like fuck off, get off me set, like I yeah. can't afford the film. Yeah. So they just—I assume they probably had to nail it like in one take. So, yeah, imagine like all the the principal photography on on those type of films, which like done in like two weeks or something. But then again, though, that's how you get actors like Chow Yun Fat, who are like even in like the shoddiest of films he's in, he's always good because he's always just like, I need to get me a game like on the first take. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. <coughs> but otherwise, um, on... we'll we'll under <coughs> the triads and I'll disappear overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the triads that have. Uh, financially backed half of this film's budget. <laughs> uh, but City on Fire, of course, would go on to mm. influence Reservoir Dogs, one of the films that influenced Reservoir Dogs. Absolutely. Stuff, but... Massively famous uh, like Mexican standoff bit mm. and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's a great film, though, City on Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always imagine a lot of younger people who go back expecting just... Cause I think when I first saw City on Fire, because I always heard, oh, it was the film... He just ripped off for his war dogs, and I was like going to Kenneth because Kenneth had like bought it and he was brought, just brought it. I was like, so was the bit where like such and he's like, no, no, man, no. I was expecting just a straight rip off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's not. It's a really good like uh, crime thriller, but like I've seen Undercover Cop. Yeah, and it, God, I mean, it's been ages since I've seen it, but it's just got the theme of it. Like it all goes horribly bad, right at the end of summer. Yeah, the the fucking finale is pretty much the same as Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. 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 Um, Prison on Fire, so he made two Ringo Lamb that year. Prison on Fire is good. It's kind of like, I mean, if you've seen Island of Fire, it's uh, Island of Fire is a rip-off of Prison on Fire, pretty much. Yeah. Without the insane, like, dead people with different personalities in a John Woo gunfight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tragic Hero and uh, Rich and Famous. I've seen one of them. I think it's Rich and Famous. Yeah. They're like a, they're like a two-part, a gangster epic type uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. And then um, Better Tomorrow 2, of course, the Proper dodgy sequel, but it's got a lot of fun action in it. Mm, the the brother, right? From memory, yeah, the yeah brother. twin bro- twin brother. Because yeah. they're like, shit, giant fat's really popular off this film. Uh, we need a sequel. He's fucking dead, twin brother. Oh. <laughs> like John Woo fucking hates bad too. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Which is a shame because I mean, what's not? It's it's cool because if you look at the last ten minutes of that film, you can't tell that's the director directing a movie that he's not that asked about because that last ten minutes is insane. Mm, well. It's probably some of the best stuff he ever did. Yeah. Yeah, it's very visual, like, yeah. Mm. Um, of course, we've got Project Day 2. Why are we talking about that in full? Mm. Yes. Check out the show. Yeah. Um, Eastern Condos. Bit of Samuel that year with these, like, Dirty Dozen type movie. Mm. Have we done Eastern Condos? Oh, no. no. We did uh, Shanghai Millionaires Express, like, way mm. back in the yeah. back in, back in the day, as to say, in the early years. Back when we were in black and white and stuff. Aye. <laughs> back in the Depression. <laughs> um... But it's a crack. It's fucking so, like... The thing I always remember about it is Poffin just being a great action film is that when people die in that film, it's just like, bang the death. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there's, there's no, like, epic death. People just get shot and drop like yeah. flies. It's really fucking grim. Like, Samuel looks toned as fuck in that film as well. 
Yeah, because he wanted to marry fucking Joyce Cadenza, didn't he? He's trying, <laughs> to look, trying to fucking press her, get rid of the gut and stuff. And that awful bit where she stabs a soldier right in the arsehole. <laughs> it doesn't matter how fake it looks, I always go, ah. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that. And uh, Yoon Wah playing one of his uh, few slicked back cigar chomping bad guy roles. It's not very often he does that role, so it's no. nice to see him do it. <laughs> that, he, he does it in Dragons Forever, this, in one other film. I can't remember what the other one is, but it's just great to see yeah. when he's just like puffing smoke out, being a little ratty shit. I mean, obviously, Dragons Forever is probably the best version of that character. Like, yeah, from, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Total twice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> using his cigar during fights to block punches and shit like a little bastard. <laughs> yeah. And you had uh, the ladies uh, kicking some ass. You had Iron Angels, or just Angel, Moonlight and Yukari Oshima, kind of like a Hong Kong Charlie's Angels. Just, yeah. It's great, but like it's worth it just for the end fight. It's like one of the most. It's not a long fight, but it's just a really fucking brutal fight between Moonlee and Ikari Oshima. It's really mm. nasty, especially for the time. Yeah, and definitely. Um, Magnificent Warriors, Michelle Yeoh kicking some ass. Mm. It's been a while since I've seen that. Actually. I've got it. I think Hong Kong Legends released it, but uh, it's been yeah, a while they since did. Yeah, yeah. God, I um, God, can I remember anything about Magnificent Warriors? <laughs> I think it's set in like the thirties or something like that. If that's the one I'm thinking of, mm. I think it is. They said it's out on a Hong Kong Legends release date. Yeah, yeah. Because there's two, there's two from that period with the either Warriors in the title that I get mixed up in. So mm. I think I'm thinking of the right one. Yeah, yeah. It looks you probably it looks looking like the stills. I think you're right. I just remember yeah. she's got like a like a old fashioned bomber jacket on throughout mm. most of the movie and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's about it for the ones I picked out from Hong Kong. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, though for Hong Kong cinema. Fucking definitely. right, it was just for fucking Chow Yun Fat. He's eleven films, crazy <laughs> bastard. So we'll go, of course, from Hong Kong. Action, uh, Running Man. Mm. We've reviewed Running Man. Yeah, yeah. We've reviewed actually a lot of action movies from uh, a lot of films from eighty seven. Really, just looking down this list, but it's been a while since talked about Running Man. I mean, where does it rank? I can't remember if I asked you in the show. Where does it rank on your like favorite Arnie movies? Yeah, it's 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 in there. Like, obviously, you know, like Terminator, Predator, Total Recall. I would say it comes below all those Junior. Films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, if yeah, sixth, fifth or sixth, seventh on the list, roundabout yeah. there. A little bit it's, lower it, down for for me for the Arnie films. It's probably gonna be but, in the top ten, I would say. Yeah, yeah. but like low, low top ten, maybe ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's one of them films that's got like a shit ton of Arnieisms and stuff, and yeah, there's a lot of iconic shit in Running Man. Yeah, yeah, like stuff that you forget sometimes. Like I always like when I rewatch Running Man, I always go, "Oh yeah, it's it's in this film when he says that." Mm. So it's one of them films where you you always misremember that it's in something else, like Total Recall or something. Yeah, yeah. In um, just all the light lines, it's time to start running and all that sort of oh, shit. Oh yeah, he had yeah. a split and stuff. He had to split. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Jesse Ventura is what is it? Captain Freedom yeah like, like a riff on Captain America and stuff in yeah, a way his, yeah with his workout tapes yeah. but I like the I like the con- really like the concept of the story that like it's something that's been done so much like even like even like the boys has done it recently you know like a, a dystopian feature where like the product is presented as this like family friendly show thing, but it's yeah. really dark as fuck yeah. yeah they're like they're running like you know like death and murder and stuff and these people are like utter shits but they're all held up to be like iconic heroes like kids probably buying action figures and stuff mm-hmm. of, yeah. but in, in fact they're just massive like murderers and stuff yeah uh, yeah it's a cool yeah. idea of course like 
that kind of concept's always been popular. The whole like like what well, with stuff like battle royale and like Hunger Games and stuff. Yeah. Kind of the same concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Just fight for your life. Yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's really interesting that it 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 did that really. Yeah, mm. so long ago. It's uh, crazy though. Looking down at like this list, just the order I've put them in, like it were in like prime. 80s action movie period here because mm. like next up Lethal Weapon of course 87 mm. yeah. which is insane and of course we've done it we did a whole month on those we did a really in-depth review of Lethal Weapon so oh, absolutely. it's the most popular show yeah. <laughs> some, some reason like all I'll say about Lethal Weapon is uh, it was finally knocked off the top spot when Loaded Weapon came out well <laughs> that's, that's true yeah. <laughs> it, it took it and proved it in some ways I mean I still love Lethal Weapon yeah. like to bits but in some ways, Loaded Weapon did kind of spoil Little Weapon. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does a bit. Yeah, <laughs> some, a just bit. in some ways, when you're watching it and you're like, you're expecting something daft to happen. I think especially Little Weapon 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Because of the yeah. straight jacket and the fucking, these massive stupid uh, caravan and shit. <laughs> um, and next, Robocop. Mm. What a year. Mm, yeah, what a year for cinema. Like, yeah, definitely. It's crazy. Like, action, basically. It was just the yeah. year of action. Yeah, so I mean, we're in prime eight. When people say eighties action, they're essentially just talking about nineties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I was gonna try and fix our fucking mess of a comedy we try to do for Robocop. I just, I gave up again. Yeah, we should maybe, we should maybe go at that again. To be honest. Make a commentary. Yeah, like yeah, because we have we have reviewed it, but it's not up, the show's not up anymore. And it was fucking ages. Yeah, ago. And, and you know, enough time. I'm always ready to watch Robocop again at some point. Well, so. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the? Uh, Robocop TV series you told us about. <laughs> the, the one that doesn't have Robocop in it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a fucking prequel. I'm so sick of prequels. It's uh, about the early years of OCP. It's like, who gives a fucking dick? Who cares? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's all backstory guff. Like, you don't need to know it. Yeah. It's so weird that they like, they decide to make shows out of the tidbits that are thrown away in movies. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I don't think anyone's ever made a prequel or a prequel TV show about an idea that, like, I've watched the film and went, you know what I would quite like to know about that? Mm. It's all shit I don't care about. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck about OCP. They're just, they're just the just the default the evil, corporation. evil corporation. That's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. There's an old guy that's a bit naive in charge and loads of middle managers that are eager as fuck to get ahead and they're all shafting yeah. each other over there you go e- even if the series main character is dick jones mm. it's like dick jones earlier is i won't care because it's not ronnie you can't do no. a young ronnie cox no. there's only one ronnie cox <laughs> yeah it's weird it's just yet yeah, again someone's probably got a decent script and somebody hasn't got the balls to option it just as its own entity Mm. So they just slap a Robocop onto it, basically, and away you go. Probably, you never know, probably. It's hard to tell now with some fucking ideas. Yeah. Because you know some people are stupid enough to come up with that and think it's a good idea. <laughs> True. Uh, next, Predator. Mm-hmm. Running yeah. Man and Predator in the film, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I've not, obviously I'm not massively familiar with the, the trivia and, the, and stuff, because I've done zero preparation for the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm, uh, Running Man, was that made earlier? Was probably. that made think, in like eighty five or something? And well, it's been be, stuck probably, in... it was probably filmed eighty six. Came out eighty seven. Just Arnie looks like massively different in Predator. It, well, like, isn't Predator because I remember on the DVD he said like he got dysentery or something and shit, true. lost shitloads of weight during filming because by did. the end of some some scenes he looks gaunt as fuck. Yeah, he's like cheeks and stuff are, are really something. Yeah, he's probably got razor sharp cheekbones. Yeah, but no, I just think he looks. A, well, I suppose it could be the dysentery. He just looks a bit older. 
he does. Plus, yeah. he's, he's always binging in that film. He's always covered in some sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the he's got the army buzz cut and shit in that movie. Yeah, and they just fil- and, and quite as well. Just like Running Man, Predator, like cinematography-wise, they look to- they're totally different. Yeah, like, Running Man looks like a TV show. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Like yeah, and Predator's like. Fuck man, it, it's it's yeah. such a, a good, well made film. It like is. It, it's so easy to write off Predator as just like a dumb Arnie film. You know, Arnie no, it's fights not an all. alien. It's a re- it's just a great sci-fi movie that just happens to have Arnie in it. Yeah, and, and I'm the, the, and, and it's not you know I know what you mean by saying like dumb Arnie because that is what people would say. But like it's, yeah. I think it's always unfair that when people like dumb Arnie films, like that is fucking action. Movies. I just think like you know that be- uh, because of like stuff like stick around and stuff like that and get to the mm-hmm. chopper and you know like. All the muscles and stuff on show in the film, so oh, it's, a very, it's very much very testosterone driven. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that, like a lot of people would be like, eh. but when you like scratch below the surface, there's like so much going on in that film. Like, mm-hmm. there's camera angles that are like subtly done to make you feel like uneasy and stuff, and you don't yeah. really realize like loads of Dutch angles and stuff. It's a bit of a Dutch um, nice pun. No, no, I was gonna say, no <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Get that butter. Get that mother! <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of everything. It's part horror film, part sci-fi, part action movie, part like almost survival movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I want to see. Dutch dropped into like a seventies cannibal, Italian cannibal movie. Imagine that. He'd batter them all in a second. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, mm. yeah. And you know, he's or, just shaving his face. Or you know. just Bill Duke. There you go. <laughs> where just where does it start and where does it end? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> where does the man end and where does the character well, start? Well, that's what I mean. It's just you just take Bill Duke and that's just it's a reality TV series. <laughs> what was he on recently, Bill Duke? He was on. Uh, He's in Mandy, honey. Yeah, Mandy. And was it a TV series or something he was in? I, the last thing I saw him in was Mandy, so I don't know if you've seen. So you watch more TV than me. Yeah. So you've seen him in some. Yeah, maybe it's just Mandy I'm thinking of, but he, he looked pretty good still. Oh it's no, he's, he's he's ageless. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought he looked a bit thinner in Mandy, but he's mm. still terrifying with them fucking piercing eyes he's got and stuff. Yeah, another big action movie and a big sequel, Beverly Hills Cop Two. Eddie mm. Murphy was at top of his game at this point. Yeah, directed by good old Tony Scott. Bless him, rest in peace. Reverend Dunn. Have we done Beverly Hills movies? Mm. No, we done forty eight hours. No, we need we need to do all the Eddie Murphy films. <laughs> Ah, let Eddie Murphy come in. <laughs> Make that a month. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. use that clip for the start of every show. Ah, um, let Eddie Murphy fill him. Because, yeah, Beverly Hills, I love... Uh, Beverly Hills 1 and 2 as a kid, mm. like, was fucking gold for me. Like, I don't know what it, it was about them two films. Oh, really fun films. The yeah. third one? Eh, yeah. Not not so much. But. No, and I, I said I always forget that's directed by John Landis. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that should be perfect, like, because him and John Landis work together well as a team. Like, we're coming to America and trading places and stuff, and then yeah. they get him to do Beverly Hills Cup three, and it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's but not like up, terrible or anything. It's just it's watchable, but it just doesn't. Again, I said I've read before that apparently Eddie Murphy didn't want to be funny in that film. Like, why are you fuck you doing a Beverly Hills Cop three then? <laughs> like, it's such a weird actor thing. I guess. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, of course Beverly Hills Cop two. Speaking, of, just did Rocky Month, but uh, Bridget Nielsen's one of the bad guys. In that movie. Mm, yeah. yeah, of course. I. Yeah, it's been forever since I've seen uh, Beverly Hills. Like any of them, to be fair. It's been a couple <laughs> of years for me. Yeah. I think I rewatched them a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, of course, Bond returned in '87 with uh, Timothy Dalton's first album with the Living Daylight, mm, which was massive at the time. Yeah. Like it's like side of buses and fucking yeah. cereal and toilet roll and all. You know, like it was on everything. Yeah, um, this was probably the point. Like where I probably 
discovered Bond as a kid because it was like the new big film and you kept seeing it on TV yeah. and stuff and then I would watch the old Roger Moore ones and shit and, and it was... have like a, a living daylight's fucking toy car set. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was a, sort of an attempt at making Bond a bit more serious, wasn't it? I mean, for, you know, for the 80s it was anyway. Well, definitely That's when really... you compare it to like the last few Moore ones, it's yeah. like a, it's kind of more online, especially yeah. well when you get like license to kill, which is more like the fucking Daniel Craig ones than any of them. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least there's no like swanny whistles and stuff. Like, mm, when cars exactly, are going over yeah. rivers, yeah. all that shit sort of does. I just, just going, I like pussy. Like, That's <laughs> not even a pun, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just seem to remember like vaguely like the the marketing around. Although it could be license to kill. I'm, I'm thinking of, but I know one of them films had like. You know, like it's proper brutal marketing, like at the time. Do you remember? Bond is back, and he's fucking brutal. (laughs) Maybe he's not to the extent that they do these days, but you know. Watch him shoot kittens. (laughs) Pretty sure the trailer was like he doesn't crack any jokes and stuff or something like that. Like, oh, he's been business this time. Just throw Roger Moore under the bus. None of that Roger Moore bullshit. (laughs) He's back. He's young, he's fit, and he's not a fool this time. And, and Roger Moore's like, oh. <laughs> it's been called for. He doesn't need arthritis medication. <laughs> oh, fuck flesh. you then. Yeah, fuck, I know, I love, I love uh, Roger Moore. Too right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not burying Moore. No. Speak, speaking of Moore, I didn't even do this on purpose because I didn't know we we're going to talk about Moore. Next film, Stakeout. <laughs> bon appetit. <laughs> Bon appetit. That's a nice segue. Bon appetit. <laughs> yes, Stakeout. You still haven't watched Stakeout and you're bottom fest, but uh, mm. we were talking about it the other night offline for like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, randomly, yeah. I, th- I found like the poster on my phone and I was like, were we talking about Stakeout last night? <laughs> it was like saved in my gallery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stakeout, bit of Dreyfus, bit of uh, mustachioed Emilio Estevez. Do you think you grew attached because you didn't want to be like outshone by Richard Dreyfuss and his tash. Maybe. Yeah, maybe just his, his agents told them it would make them look older or something. Probably, because this is only fucking, what, two years, three years after Breakfast Club? Yeah. <laughs> so they probably felt like they had to do something. Yeah. I will have to rewatch those, because it's a classic buddy mm. cop movie, and I remember liking it when I was younger, so yeah. I should give that a watch again. Yeah, I've got um, them uh, I've got them ready to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. It was part of the plan, I was going to watch them, but, uh, yeah, like, that night, but never got around with it. I want something for, something for the future. Yes. Um, a Stallone film I've seen when I was a kid. I, I just know it's the arm wrestling movie over the top. Mm, the prison movie. No, that's Lock Up. Oh, over the top's the one where he's, like, he's a truck driver and he's got to win an arm wrestling competition. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've probably not seen it, to be fair. It's one of the, like, it's like fucking, it's one of Stallone's fucking, like, red, raw deals, basically. Yeah. These 80s films where you go, oh, yeah, over the top. <laughs> When he like was under some tight contract to release like six in a year or something. Or I think it's year. one of his canon movies. Mm. A lot like along the run of the twelve year after Cobra. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I can't really say much more about it other than it's apparently very cheesy, but arm wrestling movie. So. <coughs> yeah. The the poster has no England that it's it just it's just Stallone flexing, <laughs> like some classic eighties art him above a truck flexing in a white vest, and you're like, oh, it looks good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, America, speaking of canon, a lot of canon in uh, 1987 because at the top of the game. Yeah, American Ninja 2. Were you a fan of the American Ninja movies as no. a young boy? No, I never saw any of them, actually. I mm. rented them all, but I remember liking, like, 3 and 4 more than, like, the ones with Michael Dudikoff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Don't know why. <laughs> I think I watched three a couple of years ago and was like, it's just bollocks. Why is yeah. it like this so much when I was a kid? I remember saying it a lot, like in Video World or whatever. Going oh, they were, they, were, they were fucking classic <coughs> video fucking rentals by the day. You always saw American Ninja in the fucking Kung Fu yeah. section and stuff. Yeah, funny, I was never a ninja person though. Me either, apart from no. those. Pretty yeah. much, I've just rent the American Ninja films and now and then. Ninja Turtles and stuff, <laughs> but that's yeah. different. But yeah. yeah, like when it came to like films and and stuff, it was always guns, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a violent little child, but so it was, you know, Robocop and Predator and Terminator and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, speaking of guns, Death Wish Four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking hell, you're on fire it, with these segways. It's alright. <laughs> it, you can't yeah. top like how mental Death Wish Three is. So it, you you hope it's gonna go be as mental as like ridiculous like him fucking rocket launcher and the bad guy from like a meter away in death yeah. wish 3 and death wish 4 was just like yeah watchable if you like the series but not a patch on three for for 80s fucking ridiculous yeah yeah because it's like two shade as well or something like one's good two shade well, three's good it, it, okay, depends, does that. It, it depends on you it doesn't no you mean like the star trek uh <laughs> no it doesn't do that it just depends what you like like death wish is more of like a gritty it's not an action movie yeah, kind of like, yeah, like first blood gritty, type deal. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, let's say the first one stands alone, and the second one, it's still great. It's got a grimy, horrible rape scene in it because it's fucking Michael Winner, the weirdo. <laughs> um, and it, it it hinges more towards being a bit more action and exploitive, and then fucking three is just ridiculous. Mm. It's that, it's the funny thing about it is because it was filmed in London on like a big ass set. Yeah. So whenever it pans, it looks like a, like a scruffy like uh, I think it goes back to New York in that one. And it looks like a scranny New York street from like the mid eighties, and then as soon as it pans back, you can just see loads of British architecture like over the fucking street and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, Rutger Hauer. You see, I remember seeing this when I was younger, but can't really remember much about it. No. I think it's like a bounty hunter. Yeah, uh, the poster is probably like familiar. Wanted. Mm. Let's have a look. Wanted. Dead or alive. like leather with a gun on his shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Once again, if you haven't seen it, you've seen the box multiple times in the video show. Yeah, it's one of them things like, I'm sure, you remember that VJ's place? Oh, fucking right. That's where I saw Munchies for the first time. <laughs> it always had a massive poster of, of, of that, of Wanted Dead or Alive, and I always used yeah. to be like, that looks cool. It's kind of like the Terminator or something. Never got around to watching it. Is that that guy who flogs Guinness? <laughs> is that the Guinness fella? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of be, kind of be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't. I should have watched that really, considering the film, the the poster's like so nostalgic. Mm. I'm pretty sure I rented it at some point, but it's very fucking. There's a point in my brain where it's like you've seen it, but now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, VJs, man. I mm. that was the only place in Blythe that had munchies. Yeah. 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 So if you went on a pilgrimage to VJs to get munchies, and it was out, you were fuming. Yeah, I was kind of fortunate. It was kind of within walking distance, really, from from my house. Yeah, it was just up the road from me. Yeah. yeah, so that that's kind of the one that I used to go to a lot to like get some some grotty video and stuff. We were lucky, back really, because like from my house, it's like a two minute walk video world, two minute walk the other way revolver from your house, two minute walk VJ's, two minute walk revolver. <laughs> mm, yeah, and then in between the fucking cinema. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's all at with fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a film I haven't seen, but I do have, and I bought years ago because I thought that sounds like my cup of tea. Extreme Prejudice with Nick Nolte and Powers Booth. Nice. That just sounds like a manly, gruff, fucking mumbly, <laughs> fucking dead partnership. That does. Good old Nick Nolte. Yeah. Yeah. Don't direct, directed by Walter Hill, so you know it's gonna be violent. <laughs> yeah. Think about. Um, I think Nick Nolte's the sheriff on like near this border town, 
Yeah. And Powers Booth is the bad guy on the other side of the border who's like a gang boss. Yeah. And they come head to head, but they're like best friends. And I'm yeah. saying, oh, that sounds good. And uh, just put this in action because you know what? Back then, we didn't have to have a fucking superhero section. <laughs> Superman 4. The quest, yeah. for ja- the quest for jazz. Like the continued misstep of that franchise, that the slowly just decline. Like, obviously, two's pretty good. But then three, like, the quality drops substantially. And then four, just fucking Jesus. When you haven't seen three for a while, it almost feels like, like one of those Godfrey Ho mashup films. Like, they just had a Richard Pryor film and just banged oh, it yeah. together with half filmed like, Superman it's footage. Weird. Shame for Richard Pryor. I know. Really? <laughs> like, if he was I mean, alive did, today, you'd fucking hate that film, I'm sure. It did well, though. It did well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Superman it's, 4 though I, I think I watched this the most when I was a kid so well yeah it was, it was probably accessible because it probably went straight to like being on TV and stuff and that mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's probably one of them films that didn't have a long run at the cinema didn't have a long run on video and I'm pretty sure I had a pirate <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell pirate <laughs> Superman 4 yeah, yeah. So was, that was my dad working on the rigs <laughs> yeah classic <laughs> it's got images of Superman swinging a giant ball of pirates into the sun <laughs> that he's rounded up from all the rigs. <laughs> Superman for the the quest for legitimacy or something like that. Um but yeah, of course Cannon made this one. Mm. Kinda of fucking like it was a big budget for Cannon, I think, but not big for a Superman movie and of course there's all that deleted footage of like the guy from Casually is the fucking first nuclear man and Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. God, I would love to see that one day, like cleaned up. <coughs> I know it's like it's out there; you mm. can watch it, but fucking do a special edition because that's yeah. supposed to be a whole twenty-minute section of the film, isn't it? Like the first yeah. field nuclear man. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shameful, interesting idea, like coming off the back of the Cold War and stuff, and well, you know, yeah, everyone was everyone was trying for a fucking Russian angle. <coughs> yeah, nuclear dearmament and stuff, and it, it had a nice message, and it fits in with Superman. I mean, people laugh at it at the time, but it's fucking stupid Superman and that, but no, that's kind of what Superman's about, like yeah, saving not, the Earth and stuff, and not moping about with a CGI lip. Yeah, <laughs> um, fucking with a dad that dies out of sheer stubbornness and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. May as well have just went, stay clock, stupid. So, yeah, like the, the idea was decent enough, but I think it was just all a bit dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled off really I mean, Cannon must, Cannon must have fucking just give Gene Hackman a blank check because he didn't come back for three. No. Yeah. And all of a sudden he comes back for this one. Yeah. Like, surely. I mean, unless he read the script and thought it was amazing or something. I know. No, you can guarantee it's money. <laughs> um, so that's it for action, unless I've missed any notable ones that I forgot about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some. Like, depends where they fit, really. I that's mean, what I mean. Some of them might be. I've just put in other sections because I don't count them as action. I mean, does Full Metal Jacket count as an action yeah. film? No. <laughs> Is that coming later? That's an other. Yeah. <laughs> um, horror. Two big vampire films Lost Boys, Near Dark. Yeah, Near Dark. I think they came out the same. Yeah, Near Dark obviously is the more not forgotten about, but I guess when people think eighties vampire movies, they think Lost Boys. But yeah, Near Dark's a cracker as well. Yeah, it's like the cast of Aliens in that film. Mm-hmm. It's like they all just went on a caravan holiday and made another film or something. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I said, man, it's fucking. Wasn't Catherine Bigelow married to James Cameron? Mm. At the time, so it's yeah. just like get your fucking pals out from fucking Aliens and met the film. Yeah. And as it's James Cameron, Lord of the Universe, no one said no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I know, it's, it's, 
it's decent. I mean, it's essentially Lost Boys again, isn't it? Really, that's the weird thing. It's yeah, oh, it's almost one of those like two people like coming up with the same movie at the same time. It's not exactly the same, no, but kind no. of like a guy becomes a vampire and has to deal with it, and they're all fucking. They're a bit more brutal in Near Dark. Yeah, yeah, it's Near Dark's basically the darker sort of version of Lost Boys, really, where Lost Boys focuses more on the children and stuff. And Lost Boys doesn't have scary as fuck Lance Henriksen. <laughs> yeah. Looking all like six stone and emaciated. Yeah, good old yeah. Lance Henriksen. He, he plays a good villain. He does, yeah. And uh, of course, Lost Boys, which uh, I think we've talked about a couple of times in the show, so, you know, we're a fan of Lost Boys. Yeah, definitely. Every time I watch it, I forget how much I like it, basically. Yeah. And like how, like, music and, and visual <laughs> sorry, it is. And I'm just, I'm just yeah, pop stand. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it fell over. Uh, but like you know, like the 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 soundtracks like a massive mm-hmm. part of that film. I mean, you know, you could say that about a lot of films, but like certainly with Lost Boys, it's it's like a massive feature in that film. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. Uh, John Carpenter as Prince of Darkness, one of his more mm. not by horror fans anymore, but like as far as the mainstream goes, pretty underrated. Yeah, as far as his eighties movies. Yeah, has a has a weird grotty feel about it. Yeah, yeah. There's parts of it like towards the end. It's like a fucking mad Fulci movie, <laughs> with the weird fucking laughing zombie guy and the weird like trippiness of it with mm. the mirror and stuff. It's crazy. Fucking mm. I, like I look. It could come across as so cheesy, but that bit with a big fucking red hand of like Satan <laughs> is in the mirror. It just kind of goes. Yeah, it, it, it really like, works. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I really but, like. It. I would say it's 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 easily like one of my top three like Carpenter films to be honest it's definitely like, top five for me yeah, like, totally. every time I watch it I just fucking love it it, it screams Carpenter from the very start yeah totally, that movie yeah. Um, and it was Do- Donald first thing he did with Donald Pleasance for a while as well mm-hmm. yeah. since Halloween probably yeah. I'm guessing no Escape from New York being a sc- since no. Escape from New York yeah of course yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and, and thankfully it's had a decent Blu-ray release finally in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, those Studio Canal releases, yeah. Yeah, fucking forever. Like, you couldn't you couldn't even buy it. It was, like, totally out of print in the UK and stuff. And yeah. I ended yeah. up, like, hunting down, like, a French Blu-ray or something. It was our, like, Le Dark Prince with an A on the end. Like, <laughs> fucking two E's on the end of something. And when it came, I was proper disappointed. It's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love some foreign uh, retitlings that make the film... Like it's not just a straight translation. Like I always love the, uh, it's French. Is it the French title of Die Hard? Where it's ju- Jungle de Cristal. <laughs> <laughs> sounds fucking just totally different. Like it's something it's, to, about something completely. It different. It sounds like some like five hour Werner Herzog movie or something. <laughs> Le Jungle de Cristal. <laughs> um, Hellraiser. I think we've reviewed Prince of Darkness before, like way way back in the yeah, like first yeah. twenty shows. Yeah. I think that's. I think probably that's why I ended up buying it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I probably. wanted to buy it to do the show. So I yeah, think, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Hellraiser, which we've also reviewed. See, we've done a lot of fucking shit for me. It's crazy. Um, Evil Dead Two, which is weird. I'm surprised we've never reviewed any of the Evil Dead movies. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just heard gunshot happening outside. I was gonna say I thought it was a dog bark. Was that a gunshot? <laughs> it sounded like it. I just Drive heard by. two loud bangs and then screeching of tires. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> That's probably a drive-by. It's, it's just trials done. It's just dead casual. I'm sorry. What, what were we saying? I was distracted by the. I the thought you had no shit. You were distracted. Fucking drive-bys <laughs> happening. You said you. I'm saying Evil Dead too. Like it's mad. We've never reviewed any of the Evil Dead movies before. Like done mm. a whole show on them and stuff. But Evil Dead Two is fucking insane. Yeah. It's so when you haven't seen it for a while and you forget, like just like it's like. A, 
a gag a minute and a big gore set piece every like five minutes it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's, it's really so bloody good. inventive as well it's a tough one to call sometimes like i always want to say uh, like evil dead 2 is like without what was that oh sorry one sec what? i'll just go check what that was oh, fucking hell I drama here, I'm getting nervous, folks. <clears throat> Sorry, right, I'm alive. <laughs> it, just that second one sounded like glass shattering or something, but it sounded really close. What was it? Don't know. Stone cold about or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that, I should maybe check the car, just in case. Go on, go check the car. I've got, I need to go to the toilet anyway, right, so yeah. go check the car. About to say. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Fuck knows what's going on. It's a fucking wrong goddamn wall. It's just loads of people walking down the street and stuff. Oh God. Yeah. What, like coming out the houses to see mm. what the noise was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a fucking. Someone's probably just gone crack this with a fucking gun, probably. <laughs> it, it sounded like glass shattering or something, like it said, it was quite close, wherever it was. Like after what you thought were shots. Yeah. Gotta be trending on Twitter. Uh, probably. I was saying we'll have to check the Facebook group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Drills in the Facebook group. Little neighbourhood watching that. Stacy made us shut the back window, the back blinds, because she's scared in case like Michael Myers or something's in the garden. He doesn't have a gun. And well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying he wouldn't be making noise, mate. You just the first thing you knew, you, your head would be getting caved yeah. in with a hammer. Yeah. Just someone like Omar esque. Right, what, like Jason or something? Well, I don't know, a noisier version. Right. Is there a noisier version? Oh. It's probably like, like Michael, their uh, fucking Rob Zombie remake or something. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just clambering through <laughs> and smashing fucking floorboards and shit. Hey, <laughs> uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Back yeah. on track. Yeah. You were saying you weren't sure which order to put them in. Yeah. Um, well, I always think Evil Dead's like Evil Dead Two's like the you know the, the undisputed winner of that series. Mm-hmm. But I, I always like forget how good like Evil Dead One is as well. No. Yeah. I, I, I could. I, it's like almost whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. If you want a, a straight up grimy gritty horror film, low budget horror film, Evil Dead. If you want like a good fucking just splatter movie, Evil Dead Two. And if you want like more of a horror comedy, Army Darkness. Mm. Yeah. And I think the series, Ash vs Evil Dead, it, in times feels more like Evil Dead Two. Yeah. I guess it's like a good middle ground, I suppose. The series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Evil Dead Two is great. We'll have to cover all of them at some point. Yeah, we should just do a month, shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And maybe talk about the series in the last month and like the video games and all that. Then the last show of the month and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because so much fucking extra gubbins to leave with that. Uh, Creep Show Two. Um, I kind of prefer it more than the first one, even though I think the first one's great. I just prefer some of the stories in the second one with yeah. the the fucking black tar thing in the water, which is creepy as shit. I'm trying to think. I, I may, might not have seen it. To be honest, that's great. Creep Show Two. Yeah. Mm. Great anthology. So you watch, save it for Halloween. It's a good fun to watch on Halloween. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. 
and the great the hitchhiker story is probably my favourite because it's just ridiculous and pretty funny but like pretty terrifying at the same time yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah, it's good. I mean you never know I might start watching it and think oh fuck I've seen this mm. uh, yeah. that's, what I, that's one of those weird um, you know like the Mandela effect <coughs> that's one of those things I've had for years and then I finally because I always used to be confused I remember when I was a kid my grandma was looking after us and the trailer for Creepshow 2 came on telly mm. and it's like a specially shot one with like the creeper like I think it's Tom Savini and he's sitting in a crowded cinema and he goes I saved you a seat and then it ends mm. but for years that's where I thought See You Next Wednesday came from from the John Landis films yeah. and then as I got older I was like why was he saying See You Next Wednesday in the Creepshow 2 trailer <laughs> And I'm like, where? Why the fuck that? Because I remember so him going, weird. "See you next Wednesday." And then I'm growing up, going, "Did it come out on a Wednesday? What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah weird. Mandela effect. It does exist. Somewhere. <laughs> it's not just some weird thing people like to make millions of videos of on YouTube. No. And <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, another fucking big horror sequel. Mm. Dream Warriors. Yeah, one of our favorite, at least to lambast and laugh about and stuff, and because it, it was the start of the. The daftness. It was creeping yeah. in there. Yeah, they started yeah. to just go. Well, it it's kind of where it depends what you like. Like it's not as comedic as like the others, but what well, kind of is? But it's it's where the big fucking mm. mental dream sequences come in. Where like you know it's more about big effects than mm. like being scary. You know. Oh, yeah, but the docking stuff and that and can't be docking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking made us docking fans pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one that I'll always remember from the window of revolver, mm. the kit. Or the gaff. The gaff. I thought it was called for years. The because gaff. of the weird font. I was like, what's the gaff? It's some, like, cockney, cockney <laughs> horrible. Yeah, the gates. One of them films that, like... I don't know. The poster's better than the film. I like the film. I'd I was pleasantly surprised when I saw it. And I was like, oh, it lived up to, like... It was entertaining. It wasn't just, like... You build it up in your head from seeing the poster for years. And you watch it and go, yeah. eh, I, I really enjoy it's, it. It's enjoyable to a point. But I, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd thought it was a little bit boring from memory like again it's been a while since I watched it but uh, that's my hot take fucking, you've, you've just got a problem with fucking Stephen Dorff yeah. <laughs> yeah Stephen Dorff's yeah. the like boyfriend yeah. in it something like no he's the kid <laughs> is he the kid he's I the main know. character yeah. oh, I suppose yeah, he'd be a bit young wouldn't he yeah mm. <laughs> they just cast a 12 year old as like an 18 year old's boyfriend <laughs> like, this is fucking weird <laughs> um, I would like to watch it again though I did get a Blu-ray release. Mm. Like, I think it's on one of those Vestron Blu-rays, but they're like fucking $30 and shit. God. Like, really overpriced. Uh, Argento's Opera. I don't think you've ever seen an Argento film, so I won't no. last too long on this. Um, it's good. Not one of his best ones, but it's good. it's got a lot of good moments, if you know what I mean. Yeah. A lot of good, like, inventive camera work, and there's an amazing bit where someone gets shot through a peephole. <laughs> like, an, an, nice. the peephole in the door. Yeah, yeah. But it shows the bullet going through the peephole in slow motion. <laughs> mm, really? Whilst someone in the background, someone behind the person at the door is trying to make an emergency phone call. The bullet goes through the peephole, through the person's head, and hits the phone. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, that's, that's fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit our general's great. Our little moments where you go, no one else could have fucking done that. Mm, just creativity, which is kind yeah. of stifled these days, really. Right, he did a similar shot in, I think it's either Trauma or the Stendhal Syndrome, where someone literally gets shot in close range in the face. Hmm. And it shows it in slow motion, going in one cheek and ripping out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you see it go through their mouth. I'm like, <laughs> it's a bit, it's, it's you know, a bit kind of cheap CGI, but it looks amazing. Yeah, for the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Jackson's debut, Bad Taste. I've never seen Bad Taste, you know. 
No, I always I wanted to, but just never seen it. I've seen. I've, I mean, I've seen clips and stuff, and yeah, yeah. I was always a bit put off by it. I just thought, like, being being brutal and blunt, I was just like, it just looks weird in Australian. Um, <laughs> basically, um, and and you know I've come it's a long foreign. way since then. <laughs> exactly, I've I've come a long way since then. Uh, but that was that was me take on it. Like growing up, I was just like, eh, it just looks all. And at the okay. time, it was all like neighbors and fucking ch- children of tomorrow, or whatever. And I think I was just I really was like hard on it, judgmental. Like I, I have no interest in watching that film. Um, Classic Dune snap judgment. <laughs> yeah, totally, <Basically. laughs> totally. Yeah. Just being like, I didn't, I didn't like that. Like all those Australian TV programs, therefore I am not going to allow myself to even be open to enjoying this movie. <laughs> like the 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 shade of blue on the box reminded you of someone who like bullied you once. And you're like, it's probably shit. <laughs> Fucking shit. I made me mind up. It's shit. <laughs> now that was the thing that the box freaked me out as a kid. Even though like I look at it now and it's funny. Yeah. But like the design of the fucked up alien, like holding his middle finger up with a machine gun, I was like, that looks weird. <laughs> nice. Didn't want anything to do with it? No. Um, Mickey Rock and Robert De Niro, Angel Heart. That's a cracking film. You've never mm, seen that. No. It's one to save for Halloween. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not. It's it's in horror, but it's kind of like a dark detective movie mm. with horror undertones. If yeah. you know what I mean. It's got like bits to do with like voodoo, and it's just kind of creepy. And it's got some. Unsettling moments in it. Mm. It's a cracking film, though. Denny Rose kind of like an extended cameo, but he's amazing in it. Yeah. Ooh, cool. Um, street Trash, a great, like, like low budget, just one of those really, those films is just like ingenuity and using your money well about a bunch of homeless guys that end up melting from drinking this contaminated beer. <laughs> no, not beer, it's like a liquor, like a cheap liquor. Yeah. And it just turns you to mush. It's got some amazing effects in it. It's really fucking. Like offensive and it's almost like a tr- it's a, it's like a trauma movie that trauma didn't make, but it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's not like you watch trauma films always have that. A lot of them anyway have the reputation of being crazy, and you watch them, you're like kind of dull. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of pattern with just some like going now and then, but this is like kind of wall to wall just offensiveness. Yeah. Much. and a lot of the lines in it come uh, were used in Geordie Star Wars. Uh, were they? Oh. Yeah, like right. you know, I want to know what you're doing with all that chicken in your pants. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. some street trash. Right. <laughs> when I first saw it, I just pissed myself laughing. And I was like, Jesus Christ! I literally took samples from fucking everywhere. Yeah, it's random. Um, I've never seen this. I don't really think I want to because every time I've tried to watch it, it's just too fucking grimy and uh, necromantic. The low budget German cops fucking movie. Mm. No. Yeah, that's not the clips I've seen of it, like this, oh, there's just one bit where, like, it's probably fake, but it looks too real. Where, like, she's, like, got an eyeball in her mouth while fucking a corpse. Oh, dear. And it just, like, and it goes out of her mouth, and I'm like, nah. Mm. Nah. Yeah, things nah. like that you, you can do too too well, can't you? Well, the thing like is, it's probably, it probably is a real eyeball, but it's probably, like, a sheep's eyeball yeah, or something, yeah. which is gross enough, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I have seen the ending, which is, like, funny and disturbing at the same time, where, like, Spoilers if you've never seen it, folks. Uh, a guy like wanks while stabbing himself in the stomach and comes blood all over himself. There you go. <laughs> one one to watch it, for the folks. But it's a ridiculously fake looking penis, so it makes <laughs> it kind of funny. Um, and lastly, save the best for last, motherfucker. Slumber Pie Massacre 2 starring Atanis. Mm, classic. Which we have reviewed um, with much joy back in the yeah. early days, and we're just loving Atanis and to a lesser extent David. <laughs> Well, you know, if it wasn't for David Hevner, we would never have found Tannis. Well, that's true. That's, yeah, that's we're one way to give him his props for that. Yeah, with fucking his amazing cameo. 
in uh, Rage and Cage. <laughs> Good old Slumber Party Massacre too. Never saw three though. I think I watched mm. the first ten minutes of three. Meant to get back to it, never did. I have to watch Slumber Party too. I've forgotten everything about that movie. <laughs> How? <laughs> it's just it's like fucking mental. Brain was just like eject. <laughs> fucking. Tanis just keeps popping around going, man, let's sing a song. For like 10 minutes, it's fucking insane, that film. Oh yeah, God, and that, it's all gone. I mean, is, is that a film with guitars and chainsaws on or something? Or it's that? a guitar with a big drill bit, as like a right, headstock, yeah. and he just yeah. fucking rams it through people and shit, yeah. yeah. Whilst dressed like a 50s greaser. <laughs> What's the song in it? Let's buzz or something. He's got like a, yeah. bit, the film just stops in the middle and it turns into a fucking music video. It's uh, comedy? Yes. In a in a space, Mr. Jonathan, Jonathan, Joseph Dante. Mm. In a space, bit of Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan, and Wee Martin Short. Yeah, in a space was like fucking one of my favorite films as a kid. Yeah, I watched <laughs> that a lot fair. as a kid as well. Yeah, Vernon Wells. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Is yeah, yeah, he's, he's the one that gets shrunk down and goes mm. into goes into the little pod. Yeah. And of course, because yeah. the Joe Dante film, fucking uh, Rob Picardo turns up. Of course, he does as the cowboy. Yeah, uh, a bit with the the face morphing and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, it's a perfect blend of like comedy and science fiction and stuff. Mm. Like the some of the yeah. science fiction stuff's really like interesting and and obviously it was it was kind of like a weird tried and tested formula as well. Like the the story about getting shrunk down and going into a body because there's another film isn't there like previous to Lost Tit in a Space I think, I think there's a classic like uh, 50s 60s B movie that was probably inspired like yeah. inspired them to make this yeah. yeah where they get shrunk down and go inside mm-hmm. a body and stuff and they're all yeah. and it's kind of like I don't like Lost in Space vibes but mm, they're, they're yeah. like inside a human body or something yeah, yeah. something like that I can't remember what the fuck it's called but yeah. um, no nah. yeah. uh, but classic stuff though can't be a bit of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid in the mm. 80s man. Yeah. It, it, Hollywood power couple back then um yeah, it's just a good story. Uh, good humour yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah. n- I mean, not a massive fan of Martin Short. Not seen him in a ton of stuff, but I, you know, I totally loved him in this. The like, the lo- the total lovable underdog and stuff. Mm. Well, this and Three Amigos are enough for me. Yeah, to, yeah, true. To cement yeah. Martin Short as a legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bit I always used to laugh at is at the end when he's trying to sneeze and he goes, "I need hairspray," and he gives him moose. Just this reaction to, "What am I gonna do with moose?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, next one, one of your fucking favourites. Probably your favourite film of the year, Spaceballs. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Just with it, obviously, Lampoon and like Star Wars massively and Star Trek to a lesser degree and stuff. And, mm. Yeah, just sci-fi. Back when, like, these type of films were, like, all the rage. And, good, you know, good spoofs. Yeah. yeah, spoof films, like, the, like Airplane and stuff like that. And they're just fucking... I think it was a golden time with, um, with Mel Brooks and stuff and... Uh, Leslie Nielsen and guys like that. Yep. And it was yep. just there's, like there's the Zuckers that did airplane and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. It's just great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they had something to make f- jokes of. Mm. Now it's just like there's a few of them where like the the title and poster make you think it's going to be a spoof of one thing, but it's just a spoof of anything going on in pop culture at the yeah. time. And I mean, I know these films did that as well. They'd have an odd joke that was relevant to the time, but that's all these new ones are. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so hacky and shite. Yeah. That's another thing. Um, going back to in a space, and this totally makes sense to me. Apparently, Dennis Quaid was in line to be Batman from uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, I really. totally see that when you think of yeah. what he looked like at the time. Yeah, yeah, true. Like from a looks perspective, I would go, yeah, well, him over Michael Keaton. Yeah, as like um, 
Bruce Wayne. Br- Bruce yeah. Wayne and stuff, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Speaking of Hollywood power couples, overboard. Cam Rust and Goldie Hawn. Oh, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, during that, like, Bird on a Wire and stuff and all them type of films coming out, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the duo movies. Yeah. The era yeah. of the horn. <laughs> horn era. <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie, I've seen Overboard a bunch of times, but the main thing I remember being at Pervy Child was just that shot of Goldie Hawn's ass. <laughs> she, she always had ass shots. No, because she had a nice ass. She's probably, it's probably in a contract. She's like, I need to show me ass. Totally. Like, it, I mean, I'm in bed, I mean, I watched Bird on a Wire recently, so it's like yeah. really fresh in my mind, but like, there's about four or five gratuitous shots in that film. Yeah, where you're like, why not? What the fuck? Why right. not? <laughs> I just mainly remember the bit where he's, they're walking up the ladder and a yeah. skate blows up with the wind and stuff. <laughs> ah, childhood. Childhood memories. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, a bit of John Hughes with Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Mm, yeah, one of my sort of favourite, like, I mean, favourite John Candy movie, I'm thinking Uncle Buck, maybe yeah, it's up number there. one. It's definitely, it's definitely top uh, three. Yeah. Um, the the lovable, insufferable twat that yeah. he is in that film. Yeah. <laughs> and then in classic John Hughes style, like you get revealed that he's actually just really sad. Yeah. He just wants to, he just wants a friend, and you're like, oh. yeah, definitely. And then and then yeah. it has a really like nice ending and stuff, a really wholesome ending. Like it kind of does. It's got the like the, the what everyone always says. Oh, the fucking John Hughes. I was ruined with sappy endings. I'm like, fuck off. It's a feel good film for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. But if you think about it, though, like, what the fuck happens to him after that? True. He's yeah. got to go home, though, at yeah. some point it's, by himself. It's the sequel that <clears throat> should have happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd do it now, and he'd be, like, fucking suicidal and on meth. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Um, Bit of Billy Crystal. I know you fucking love a bit of Billy Crystal. Don't get with, it. Um, throw Mama from the train. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's with uh, Thingy, isn't it? Slice Stallone's mum, isn't it? Is that? <laughs> no. No? Is it not? It's fucking Ron Ramsey from the Goonies and shit. I don't blame you for thinking she looks like Stallone's mum, because she fucking does. <laughs> what film am I thinking of? I don't know. Is Stallone's mum even... I don't think she's even acting. No, nah, she must be. No. <laughs> just him and Frank. She uh, never acted. Fuck. <laughs> All right, fuck it. From from, from now on, Ann Ramsey is Stallone's mother. <laughs> hey, Samantha <laughs> Canal! Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's one of my like fucking Freddie Mercury things. I think it fucking is. <laughs> well, I'm just like that's Stallone's mum, probably. I'm, I'm questioning why you have an image of Jackie Stallone bend in your head. Like why? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, that uh, um, random. Um, I have seen that film. I watched it at Butlins. Throw Mama from his <laughs> Butlins. <laughs> Butlins and Air when we went. There was nothing on. I think, well, I think there was Problem Child 2 or something, and I'd already seen that or mm. something. And I remember. <laughs> they, just, they just dug out Throw Mama from the train from the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, basically. I just remember sat watching it, yeah, in the cinema. Random. It's good. It's like a comedy version of that Hitchcock movie with the same thing that like you kill that person, I'll kill this person, yeah. and stuff. Like, so there's no alibi and all that jazz. But yeah, I remember liking it. Uh, I've seen it a couple of times over the years. It's been a while since I've seen it, though, but. Him and Danny DeVito, so yeah. Mm. Mm. Corn Brothers debut, Raised in Arizona. Mm. Been a long time since I've seen it. A yeah. big uh, breakout for Nick Cage as well. Yeah. Um, Holly Hunter. Yeah. Good stuff. But like I said, it's very foggy, but it's very fun. Yeah, yeah. That, I might not have seen it to be fair. I should get a watch. Got mm. Goodman in it. I think it's the first time they work with John Goodman as well. Mm. Um, three men, a baby, or oh, three men, a baby, and a ghost. 
if you remember that urban legend. Oh, is that it's behind a curtain or something? Yeah. 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 yeah the first time I heard about that, and I was like, what the fuck? Mm. And I like, dug out the tape, got to that bit, me and Wigan were watching it, like, fuck. <laughs> and of course, years later, you find out it's just a Ted Danson standee from a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ruined it. Um, yeah, that three men and a baby. What a weird phenomenon at the time. Like, Mm. it's just another one of them films that like hit a massive high mm-hmm. like it was on everything and it seemed to be I mean you know it's hard to tell whether it's just nostalgia and being young and that's how it seemed but it seemed to me at the time looking back it was like so big no it was film. it was yeah I mean but think about it though Tom Selleck Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson Steve Gutenberg and all fucking still high off all the police academy movies that was still being made yeah Selleck were fucking Magnum, Ted Danson were Cheers. They were like three of the biggest fucking guys in Hollywood at true. the time. So yeah, true. It's, that's probably a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fine comedy, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. Yeah, I, I always... Uh, I remember it badly, and then I always remember that I'm thinking of, look who's talking. <laughs> 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 I always think, ah, I'd have three men and baby, it's a bit shit. I thought for a second you were going to be all contrarian and be like, well, you know, to, to me, I've always preferred three men and a little lady. Or <laughs> <laughs> like probably once you start getting to like the sixth sequel, it's a dog or something. Yeah, probably. Three, three men to pygmy. Because <laughs> I think like the Look Who Talking films did that, didn't they? With the dog, Look Who's Talking th- Now or something. Or? Yeah, that was that was three. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I bought a pirate of that off the market. <laughs> God, it's just because it's now available. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. I like the other two. I'll get this one. <laughs> no, I really, I tried watching it last time, like in the last two years, maybe. Look Who's. But of course, you're going to hate it now. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck this film, straight away. I like, lasted like 30 minutes and was like, I just can't make it. It's awful. Um, I kind of do. I'm crying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Three Men and Baby, classic stuff. Yeah. I just wish that ghost story was true. Imagine if that type of legend happened now, it would be fucking debunked instantly with mm. the internet. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get away with that shit now. No, you wouldn't. Um, speaking of Gutenberg... Please carry me for Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. So again, start of the wackiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. The year I, I of just, wackiness. I, I just, I just realised that Citizens on Patrol spells cop. Oh, nice. Yeah. I noticed that when writing it down. I'm like, of course it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please carry me movies are never subtle. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty nice little feature that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's hard, like I said, once you get past the first one, it's hard to differentiate the fuck police kind of movies unless it's like yeah. the one without Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the the fourth film kind of it, it did hit its comedy stride a bit better. It was more family friendly and stuff. None, oh, yeah. none of the racist jokes. No, racism was gone. Yeah, no one was yeah. flinging around words like faggot all the time and stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They were like, let's let's fucking you know take it easy. Yeah, let's let's chill out. You know, it's it's modern now. It's it's nineteen eighty seven for fuck's sake. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice to to do that. Was there any gay jokes in it? I can't remember. No, Should've, I don't think they did pass the so, first. So one, they even yeah. like toned that down and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was PG on video. So yeah. They were all PGs apart from like the first two, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry and the Hendersons, or as mm. it was called over here. Bigfoot and the Hendersons because apparently they thought Brits needed to know Bigfoot was in it. I don't know. When I found out it was called Harry and the Hendersons everywhere else, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah Surely you would put Bigfoot in the title. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, yeah, that's Bigfoot, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to me, that. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's the alternate title. It's Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> but Hendersons. I fucking I loved this when I was a kid. I yeah. watched it so many times. Yeah. Still got me fucking Harry Bigfoot toy yeah. plushy thing from yeah. the fucking eighties. Awesome. Yeah, which was like a thing at the time. It was like something everyone wanted, but they were a hard to get, right? I think. Yeah, I well, I th- I'm pretty sure like the you could get that one, the one I've got, which you like, it has the suckers on it, so you can put in your car window. Mm. It's about like ten inches or something, but yeah. you could get like a one that was three foot tall. God. And I desperately wanted that one. I'm sure we. I was like, fuck, like sixty quid. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> months, one, shut up. months worth of shopping at the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my dad got it from like picked it up from Toys R Us. Mm. I think that was the only place he could get them. Yeah, and we were one of those families that never fucking went to Toys R Us. So. Mm. No, same here. Yeah, I was always jealous of families that went to Toys R Us. I yeah. just had Woolies and Blys. <laughs> so. Yeah, fucking Menzies. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the very small fucking toy section in the co-op. Fucking got desperate. I had to go to Prestos see what they had. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda of penny stretchers, get yourself a toy gun. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> getting out old. Remember, remember the shops. That feels when I was a young man. Yeah, um, yeah. The creature effects and stuff. Are, I mean, I, it's been a while since I watched uh, Bigfoot. No, this, this oh, still slash stand up. This, this, this still amazing. Yeah, yeah. It really, really well done. Like Jim Henson. Is it Jim Henson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. Like the the. You just believe it, basically. You believe it's like a real character. Yep. It's a guy yeah. who played Predator as well, I think. Is That's right, yeah. Michael Thingamajig, yeah. whatever he's called. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name, but like yeah. that was his two big roles. Pred- like, the same year as well, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> Mad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny as fuck. Of course, Lithgow, like I said, playing like the world's best dad. Mm. And in a few years, he'd be like, you know, uh, he already had played absolute horrible psychopaths. Yeah. Just, he's an, he's Versatile power, as fuck. Power, powerhouse Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favourite comedy of the year, Adventures in Babysitting, starring Elizabeth Shue. Fucking love that. Mm, yeah. so, many, so many times I watched that as a kid. Yeah, a film I never saw at the time. Mm. Never saw. Until, yeah, like, remember like, a year or two ago you watched it for the first time? Yeah, yeah, and it was a film that it, like, it wasn't even on my radar at all. Like, yeah. I, I kept seeing it on like you know like IMDb polls or whatever and thinking, what is it? I've never heard of it. Mm. And like even the poster and stuff and like... <laughs> It just totally snuck by us. Yeah, so mm. uh, yeah. That's the, I think the most mental thing about it, though, is like Vincent D'Onofrio plays the Thor character, the mechanic, mm. who looks like he's in good fucking shape. The same year, he was Private Pile in Full Metal Jacket. That's fucking God. insane. Like, what came first? Like, <laughs> I'm sure that he just ate loads of fucking food and got yeah. fat for Full just Metal Jacket. Did a De Niro, just went and ate ice cream and pasta. Yeah, like. oh, that's the dream. That'd be <laughs> my dream role. Just, just can't eat lean, eat loads of fucking pizza. I ain't any more. <laughs> Didn't die though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Adventures in Babysitting. I still mm. stick it on every couple of years and it's funny as fuck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think when you watch it, you said it was fucking stupid or something like that. So we'll not well, discuss it anymore. I, I didn't want to shoot too much on it. I will. I will temper it and say it's. I think it's one of the films you need to say at the time, so you can rewatch it with nostalgia glasses. Maybe, maybe. I like, and so watching it as an adult for the first time, I was just like, nah. I'm not feeling well, you know, it. You know, it's yeah. mid-80s Elizabeth Shue. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always that. Film I've never seen, British film, considered a classic. I've had the DVD for fucking a millennia. Never watched it with Neil and I. Never seen it. No. no. So we'll just, we'll just move on. Yeah. Another another film, once again, considered a comedy classic. Never seen it, Princess Bride. Never seen Princess Bride. 
Nope. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Right, you're not out oldie worldy fucking sword fighting bullshit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is undeniable. Oh, fucking stupid. Um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, I do think it's a bit weird. Like Americans seem to fucking love it. Oh, it's so popular. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it, it's. I, I like it. It's good, but yeah, like in Reddit and stuff, people hold it up like really high. They do. Yeah. yeah, like the best film ever made, sort of stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like it's is that right? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Andre the Giant and stuff, bless him, and yeah, um, in all the like sad trivia about how he was like so fucked making it that he couldn't even like hold that girl up and stuff and mm-hmm. all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's got a lot of good uh, good humor in it and stuff though, good characters and and shit. Yeah, I watched it recently, funnily enough. Uh, Did you? Yeah, about just like last couple of months. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. It's one of those films. Even if like I might not like it, I should still watch. It, cause yeah, it's one of those fucking. I say you said one of those films that's heralded so bloody high, mm. and people reference it all the time online. Yeah. And I'm always yeah. like, oh, that's pretty. I, I know all the references without seeing the film. Mm. One of those things. Yeah. Uh, lastly, for comedy, it is comedy. Which is of Eastwick with Jack Nicholson and Cher and yeah, Mich- Michelle Fabiel. Mm. I like Which of Eastwick. It's okay. Nah, I can't remember. I think it's. I just think it's okay. Yeah. Just Eastwick, Eastwick, um, Nicholson's the devil basically in human form, right? And seduces these three separate lonely women in the town, and then they they, re- they realize what he's doing and turn the tables on. Mm. The main bit I remember is because my mom rented it when I was a kid, and the bit that like really freaked her out was when the make um, what's her name, the girl from Alien, that's always crying. <laughs> oh yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah. Brother being mean, the, the kind of bug-eyed girl. Yeah, because she um, is. She's, she's just all bugger in that film, crying all the time. Yeah, like um, they make her like throw up loads of um, seeds or something, ugh. and it's really gross. She's just like, and there's loads Bless of seeds her. coming out of her mouth. I remember seeing, seeing a bit of it and going, um, Veronica Cartwright, her name's just. And it was Cartwright, yeah, yeah Veronica yeah. Cartwright. Yeah. Lambert. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember what her name was. Yeah. yeah, so that seems pretty gross. Yeah. I think yeah. like she throws up loads of uh, cherry seeds or something, because <laughs> she's always eating cherries or something like that. Weird. I know that that actress, yeah, like, I think that's her thing. She goes through, like, misery when she does the films. Yeah. Because, like, I'm pretty sure in, like, Alien, she didn't she didn't know about stuff. And, like, the bit in, like, the chestburster thing, like... Yeah, I've always heard that she didn't know. Like, a lot of them, didn't, none of them knew yeah. that was coming. And, like, yeah. when the blood, like, hit her face, it was kind of genuine mm. shock and stuff. And <laughs> so. I mean, don't, don't get us wrong. I don't think she's genuinely chucking up, like, half a pound of seeds in the, in the movie. No, <laughs> Maybe, I don't yeah, know. It's been a while since I've seen that. Firecraft. Rewatch it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, as for other stuff, Mickey Douglas, Fatal Attraction, Glenn Close. It kind of didn't start the whole erotic thriller or like crazy mm. woman from a affair thing, but it popularized it. Yeah. Because yeah. from this, you'd get Basic Instinct, fucking mm. Disclosure, Sliver, and all those fucking and like, movies. Not erotic, but like in that ballpark of eroticism. Mm. It's you got know, some fem- like the sex fatale. scenes in it. Yeah, the sex scenes in it are like more graphic than your average film. Yeah, yeah. See penetration. I really didn't get to see Mickey Douglas with a stunt car, right? But <laughs> it'd be good if he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Verhoeven wanted from uh, Basic Instinct. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He wanted to make the first mainstream movie with a boner uh, in it. Bless him. Um, but it's a good film, though. Yeah. It's a good thriller. Where the term bunny boiler comes from. No, uh, really. She boils the kid's bunny at the end. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, next up, Full Metal Jacket. 
one of those films that's like it's a game of two halves isn't it one of the, you know. yeah it's it's a funny one isn't it yeah um, every everyone pop culture will always remember it for the boot camp stuff yeah basically it's a boot camp and I, movie and it's not that like the second half's bad it's just that the first half's so good yeah yeah because it is literally like it's like two episodes of a series jammed together because they're just bang and then the last half of the film is war yeah, so. yeah. and all the memorable stuff comes from the first 45-50 minutes yeah. so it's a cracking film oh it? yeah definitely yeah yeah. just crackers like I don't know like how, how much of a, a footprint it's last it's left oh yeah on yeah. society basically and just you think you think American like drill sergeants, you think of Raleigh Army just fucking mm-hmm. berating people for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've told that story before that like my dad rented it and I was like, Well you got that? Oh it's it, you can't watch this enough for you. Oh, I wanna watch it with you. Oh fuck's sake. And I would have been like seven, six, yeah. seven. And he puts it on and like he's pissed himself laughing at all the like fucking vulgarity and I'm like laughing because he's laughing yeah. and he's just like Chris Christopher, get out, it's too uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna have to explain to you what a reach around is, fuck's sake. <laughs> So <laughs> seven year old. Yeah. Um another Nam film, I've actually never seen this. Good morning Vietnam, Robin Williams. I was, uh, really? I've always wanted to see it, just never seen it though. Oh definitely check it out, yeah. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um just just Williams, bless him. Hate of his game. Was this probably one of his first serious roles? I know he's funny in it, but like it's not like a wacky comedy or anything. Oh so no it's god, it's it's far from it, really. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean when he's doing his show he's very like like Loud and yeah, he's, Robin Williams. He's, he's just been yeah, he's he's been himself basically doing yeah, the show and yeah. stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, possibly yeah. Without looking at the trivia, it's it's yeah. probably like a departure for him. Yeah, yeah. Because I know he did a lot of other series ones. There's a film I've always wanted to see, uh, The Fisher King, with him and Jeff Bridges. Thinks Terry Gilliam. Yeah, right, so it was yeah. like Out of the Sky. I've always wanted to see yeah. that, but that's another one of his more. Because mm. he did a lot towards the end of his career, like mainly serious films, really, mm-hmm. with like one hour photo and all that stuff. Like yeah, it's, bless it's him. true with the same, and the funniest people are sometimes the best dramatic actors, yeah. usually, because the funniest people are like the darkest people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Untouchables? You find of The Untouchables? Um, no. No, not, not, probably not seen it. Oh, you're not seen it? No, no. Is that, that's good. is that the film that's famous for like the shot with the pram going down the stairs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's one of the films that like I know about it, but just Elliot Ness taking down Al Capone, played yeah. by De Niro, with it's got Sean Connery in it, of course. Yeah. I sh- it's one of the films where I've got no reason to have not seen it. To be honest, I just yeah, I, it's, I've just not seen it. I've not it's actively good. avoided it or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's a good bit where like De Niro as Al Capone just caves a guy's head in with a baseball bat. Mm. <laughs> Pretty nice. Bit of uh, Spielberg's, yeah, can't beat it. Spielberg's film of the year, another one of his more serious films in the eighties, Empire of the Sun. I've never seen it, but I think it's the one with a young Christian Bale. Mm. Yeah, I've never seen it. If I remember it right, uh, the only thing I remember about it is, is it that film where some kid gets drunk on chocolate liqueurs or something? No idea. I think it <laughs> might be a scene randomly in it. Like I that. think I like flicked it over when it was on TV one night, and I was like, oh, is this is that fucking Spielberg film I've never seen. Mm. Is that Christian Bale? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, um, find out if it is. <laughs> uh, is it on the list? Oh, no. I haven't got it on my screen. I'll have to check after. See if yeah. it is Christian Bale. <laughs> I know he is in quite a big film when he was young. Yeah. It might be that. Yeah. Uh, another big film of the 80s that I've never seen, probably because growing up I thought, it looks boring. Wall Street. 
Wall Street. Yeah, mm. the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's great, but I'd, I'd probably love it now. But like, as a as a drama and a thriller and what have you, but you know, it's Mickey Douglas, Charlie Sheen. Mm. You know, it's kind of got around with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Should, we should do films like that. Films like. We should do a month where we just do films that we should have seen and we've not seen. <laughs> we'll put them in it. We'll put them in a little tombola. Yeah, definitely. And just pick them out each week, yeah. and we've got to fucking watch them finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, your favorite film, Nine Eight Seven, Dirty Dancing. No, yeah, Dirty Dancing. Can't beat it. Never seen it. Really? No, I've like seen most of it because it's always fucking on at people's houses mm. when you're a kid. You can't remember some lass's house when you're nine and she's got fucking dirty dancing on yeah. all the time. You're like, oh, for God's sake. I mean, I wouldn't have touched it with a barge pole like, when no. I was younger. Because it was yeah. like, ghost film. Yeah. But to be fair, it's kind of good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking um, Swayze. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. Swayze. Swayze yeah, at yeah. the height of you can't beat it. Nobody yeah. puts baby in the corner. That's all exactly, I'll say. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a really like strong story. Like really well made I love all the stuff about like just because um, it, it it was made at the like end of the era of Americans going on big ass holidays you know to like the shining hotels mm-hmm. where pe- where like that's what all families in America would do all the like the middle class people they would all go on a big holiday to some holiday park mm. and it kind of touches on a little bit of that as well um that like you know that it's an end of an era and stuff where like mm. people don't do that anymore and uh, it's it's I love all that just a fascinating like snapshot of of history basically mm. um, but yeah yeah give it a watch man Swayze month yeah yeah it's fucking right yeah. <laughs> that and ghost ghost next to kin yeah a couple of roadhouse there you go roadhouse roadhouse La Bamba which is a film I've never seen. Mm. It's about Richie Valens, the singer from the the guy. He was in the plane crash that killed Buddy Holly and stuff. Yeah, but I had the single from the film when I was a kid because I loved the song. <laughs> Random. You you'll have heard La Bamba before. Oh yeah, the song. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the Lost Lobos version. And then, like <laughs> I was just looking at the cover and go, I wonder what the film's like. Never seen it. <laughs> there you go. I one, just fucking loved the song. One for the tumbler. Mm. It's um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Mm. It's Richie Valens. Yeah, and. Uh, Saving the best for last as we always do. Joe's the Revenge. <laughs> Stop splashing bloody water at me. <laughs> well, uh, it is that. Is that is Joe's the Revenge the fourth one? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, Michael I was going to say, I've fucking misremembered just, it. Just to fucking make it come out now that he just fucking took it because he wanted to buy a fucking house or something. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? It's weird. Just Michael Caine popping up in Joe's. <laughs> and, like, the, the saddest part is... I can't remember what film was, but he won an Oscar that year, but he couldn't accept it because he was like, in the Bahamas filming Jaws for. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's another Superman movie, but Superman 4, where the quality just drops off substantially. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Jaws 3, it's ropey, and yeah, the, the, the visual effects are shite and stuff. Mm. But, you know, this kind of... it was It was made to some degree of decency, um, but then you get a Jaws 4 and you're like, fucking hell. Once again, though, because, like I said, same with Superman 4, I had a copy, so I saw this quite a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I did watch the first one a lot as well, but I think it was just this and the first one we had on video when I was young. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was like, it's fine. Then you watch it now and you're like, it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Why, is the, why does the shark, like, got a hit list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's going after all the family, isn't it, or something? Yeah, because that was always the thing. I think like that's, that's the way my mom explained Jaws to us when I was a kid. She was like, right, well, the, the first one, it's the it's the dad shark. The second one, it's the son. <laughs> the fourth one's the mother. And I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> Until I was about 12, I thought that was generally the plot of the Jaws <laughs> franchise. Just all the family of sharks. Yeah. Uh, will, here's a question for you. Will they ever do a Jaws film again? Probably not. I mean, look yeah. at what they haven't touched the Spielberg so far. They've done sequels, obviously, but the, he's got too much clout for them to just remake. He would say no and yeah. listen to him. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Just films like that that are just totally... Yeah. Off the remake list, because you know someone somewhere is fucking itching to like reboot ET or something. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's not gonna fucking happen until like he dies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then his estate will sell it all off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what Robert Zemeckis and um, uh, Bob Gale said about Back the Future. They were like, it's, it won't happen as long as we're around a remake about the future. So mm. they must have some clause. Yeah. Or they've, or they've amended some clause to the original contract. Say no. Yeah. Not without our say so, and obviously they're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Thank fuck. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it. I'll go, we'll quickly go over the, the yeah. top ten of the year, which I've done in a really shitty way, which is going to be impossible. Oh, no, here we go. Witches of Eastwick was number ten. Christ. Um, yeah, it was quite a big film at the time. Yeah. Uh, where the fuck's nine? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, nine was Moonstruck, a share movie. Never seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why did I do it like this? Eight was Predator, though. Predator? That's low. <laughs> really? It come out at the end of the year, Predator. Must have. It might have. What with Running Man being the same year. Like mm. you said, Running Man probably came up first. So, And then seven, Lethal Weapon. Mm. Six, Good Morning Vietnam. Five, Three Men and a Baby. Mm. Three, Dirty Dancing. Nice. Um, no, sorry, three. I missed four. Four, Living Daylights. <coughs> Which makes sense. Big Bond film. Yeah, big of combat. course. Yeah. Three, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Where's two? <laughs> I've, this. I've like literally got my list and just wrote the number next to them. So now I've got a fucking... <laughs> Oh yeah, two was uh, Beverly Hills Cop two. Yeah. Number one, Fatal Attraction. God. And that's worldwide. Fatal Attraction. That's, that's worldwide that's box office. Fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it was what huge. Where's no Ro- wonder it for. That's yeah? Robocop. Fuck's sake. Oh, probably like twenty. <laughs> Something like that, oh, damn yeah. it. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's a weird list, really. But, but the thing I love doing about doing these though is that we realise. I realise, but just remember how like varied the top ten highest grossing films of the year was back then. Yeah, yeah, so it just, wasn't just Marvel, Disney, Avengers, Star Wars, fucking blah, blah. yeah, yeah. It's like bit of comedy, bit of romance, bit of action, mm. horror yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking like for, for Predator. I think it's fucking high though. I suppose, I suppose. Because you got to you got to think about it. Yeah. Like it's easy. It's so easy to forget that like it's only nineteen eighty seven. Terminator was nineteen eighty four. It's <clears> not like Arnie was fucking. He was big, but he wouldn't become, like, the fucking super A-list until pretty much Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah. But I always forget that, because when I was a kid, it was just, oh, yeah, Arnie. Yeah. yeah. It's an Arnie film. Arnie's yeah. the fucking biggest star in the world. But it probably wasn't until Terminator 2 he was, like, yeah, like they made so much fucking thing. money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a crazy top ten, though. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Really all over the, the shop. Mm. I, I really wouldn't have... Uh, uh, my top ten wouldn't have been that at all. <laughs> no, like your yeah, personal preference. No, no, no like, I, mean, look, I mean my guess. My guess. Oh, your guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just goes to show, though, like, Beverly Hills Cop was two. <laughs> like, just how big Murphy was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, of course. And also, not one film from the horror section is on the top ten. No. No, that's kind of... 
it's always been seen as the fucking the, the redheaded stepchild of genres. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's not a it's not a film. It's a a ride or something. I don't know. Some people yeah, always some, think horror films are like it's some bullshit. Yeah, you only watch them to be thrilled and scared mm. or something. Or whatever. They're, they're just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they're just stupid little little films, little B films. You know? <laughs> like, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> my always my favorite reviews on IMDb, or Amazon. For a B movie, it was good. Oh, fuck God. off, dickheads. <laughs> For a B it didn't movie, even, it didn't have anyone I recognised, but it was good. <laughs> just want to put fucking two fucking screwdrivers my eyes whenever I fucking see that I hit you like that I, I, I saw something along the similar lines I can't remember what the comment was about but it it was someone making a comment about the price of a video game yeah and, and basically making the comment I don't get it for that price you could have bought a triple A game and be, I was infuriated by that comment <laughs> <laughs> like for that price you could have got the news Call of Duty man Mm. And I was just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. people actually out there that think like that. Mm. <laughs> They're like, why are you spending your money on that game I've not heard of? You should have just gotten Call of Duty. And you're like, oh, fuck it up. So it's yeah, basically it was, the equivalent. It was on um, Facebook today. It must have been like one of the, you know, like like this page. Because mm. it was for, uh, I think it's, I don't know who it is, doing a Darth Nihilus figure. It must be the, like, Black Series or something. Yeah, yeah, it will be yeah, black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the black series is announced. Uh, uh, and Darth um, Nihilus, yeah. And there was someone in the comics called Excuse me, Darth who? <laughs> and I went, why not just say who is this? Yeah. Why be a cunt about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> and most people, the people that go, never heard of it, have heard of fuck all. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why they say that. <laughs> yeah, just really sticking to one medium and not. Thinking or looking outside yeah. of you know like, like comics I, and I, I just can't get on board with people that think like that. Like my immediate instinct if I haven't heard of something, go, oh what's that? Yeah, they're being Not interested. Cool. What's that? Yeah, I don't even know what it is, so it's probably shit. <laughs> yeah, like looking down on it because you've not heard of it. Yeah. yeah, fucking mouth breathers, fucking people. <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, <laughs> move on from that point. <laughs> Yeah. Let's not end the show with us just having to moan about people being No, I'll probably cut all that out. That's way too fucking wingy for these times. We need to keep it uh, jolly. What I will say, uh, we've missed our batteries not included. I'll just chuck that back in the Oh, list. yeah, fuck. I was actually debating because I saw it in comedy and I thought, is it a fucking comedy? Uh, it's like and I meant it. to put, I meant to put it in other and I forgot. So I know, I know you love it. So it is. It's good. It's a, it's a, it's a good yeah, film. I rented, I do love it. rented it when I was a kid and I got fucking bored in the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. just turn it off, put a fucking predator on or something. <laughs> <laughs> just want to see people getting fucking stabbed. Yeah, where's the fucking, where's the guns, man? Where's the guns? <laughs> it's uh, totally got Spielberg stink all over it, that film. Did he produce it? I think. Or was it like an Amblin film or something? It's yeah, something like it, yeah. I, I refuse to accept that he did, in in some part, direct that movie or, or have heavily involvement in it. <laughs> Because like yeah, it just feels like a Spielberg movie at times. Like yeah. uh, I re- even if like, all the trivia doesn't point towards it, uh, I watch it and I always think like, nah, this is this is well Spielbergy. This like, yeah. yeah. Let's have a look. I'm just, he probably did. It's probably Amblin. Like, yeah. Like a uh, production company. Uh, so that it's was... that Matthew Robbins that directed it. Matthew Robbins. Yes. Who isn't a massive guy? So you could believe that like Spielberg was on hand to like 
you know, be like, oh no, do it this way, do it that way. Well, that that's what I've always heard about that. Um, oh, what's his name? Panis Cosmatis' dad, the guy who did Mandy, his dad. Yeah. Because he did Cobra and Tombstone. Mm. And the rumour is always that Stallone pretty much directed Cobra. Yeah. yeah. And that he recommended to Kurt Russell to get him to direct Tombstone. And basically, a lot of people say Kurt Russell directed Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, You never know. Something that does happen. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like uncredited sort of things. Yeah. And things that happen like in the background oh, th- and stuff. This is why it seems Spielberg. It's Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall who produced all Spielberg's movies. Back mm. Oh no, Steven Spielberg as well. Is that the producer? There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's that mystery solved. Another mystery solved. Mm. Christian Christian. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a mystery at all. My, my childhood <laughs> resolved. Everyone listening going, yes! <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he did! Retired <laughs> <laughs> about It's well known Of course fact. he did, man. Fucking obvious. Of course he did. Let's just check. <laughs> I think it's just uh, it's one of them films where like I lightly enjoy batteries not included and I've never felt compelled to go look at trivia. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like eh, that was good. That's enough. That was. Hey, the finishes. Oh, that was fun. I wonder if. Fucking narcolepsy. So yeah, oh, that was that was 19, the year that was ninety-seven. <laughs> this was a film that would just smash cut straight to Finn. Yeah. And yeah, just French. Do that old black and white ending. Or some just like inappropriate happy tune over like black and white credits. Yeah, do a uh, uh, werewolf in London. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so, like just that. just tapering off then. Barber the barber dang it. Fucking put that at the end. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> no, so it, that was it. Good. What? Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mm. fucking cracking year, man. You can't beat the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I know it's very fucking like a thing now for like kids born in the nineties to fetishize the eighties, but they've got a point. They do have a point when they look back and they find all this shit and go, God, I wish I lived in the eighties. It's just hard to imagine. Yeah, it's been that chocked full of films. It's like it's No, because we've been so desensitized by fucking garbage yeah. <laughs> for like ten years. And like summer where people are like, Oh, I can't wait to summer, like the big summer films are coming out this summer. And when really you stop yeah. and think about it, you're like, there's like two films. Mm. And the rest are just like meh, films. What do you mean today? Like, yeah, like now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like the the big summer blockbusters. When you actually look at it, there's two or three films. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, obviously, there's more than that comes out in a summer, but like the the big big ones. Yeah. But then when you look back at like this time period and stuff, you're like fucking hell. Like every one of them was that caliber of film. It's like. And also, it's like you it? would hear about films growing up. And it would just obviously there'd be original films, mm. and you would get excited by what you heard about a film. Oh, I've heard there's this film coming out in, uh, next year. It's got this in it. It's got that. Oh, this guy's in it, and you go, oh, that sounds interesting. Now you just go, oh, they're doing a fucking Batman film next. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Don't get us wrong. I I love I love the superhero movies and stuff, and I enjoyed the shit out of all the Avengers. Oh, yeah, they're and... fun, but it would be nice if there was fucking more other shit yeah, as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely done a disservice to the film industry, like because yeah. there's always there's always fads. Yeah, there's always fads of whether it be genres or like whatever. But this is just the same shit year after yeah, year. Yeah, and it's kind of sad that like monetarily speaking, no one wants to back anything other than a superhero sort of project, and it's kind of or great. a reboot or a fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or shitty prequel without Robocop in it. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna let that go. It, it, look, man, it won't get made. 
Probably not. Or, that, or... That, new, that new story you sent was very much like, it's an idea, no one's picked it up yet. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. I mean, did the Superman thing ever get made? I've asked this before, but... Krypton. Yeah. Yeah, did, did that get done? I don't I don't know if it's still going, but it's Or it like one it. series or something, yeah. Because that was one of them series where I was like, really, though? Will that yeah, happen? That's just, that's just, oh, how can we do Superman that hasn't been done before? Oh, we just take Superman out, do something with Krypton. Ugh. I just think, I think it's weird that people, I mean, I, I guess the studios block them, but like people just like bang out like a straight up Batman TV series and just go, fuck it, let's do Batman in a TV series. <laughs> but put a little like. A little accent over the name, so it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get sued. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I gotta like say, I guess the studio doesn't want it to it to interfere with you know the movies. But I, I think the space, they're fucking interfering their own fucking movies with the fucking confusing DC universe they've got. Well, yeah, yeah. we've got fucking like eight Jokers, <laughs> yeah, three Batman, yeah. It's fucking insane. Because you forget as well, there's a Joker in the Gotham series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a guy who turns out to be the Joker. So we've got Jared Leto, that guy, Yakuin Phoenix. There's yeah. probably going to be a fucking Joker eventually in the Robert Pattinson movies. Probably at the end. They'll probably tease Joker and it'll be yeah, a they'll, fucking they'll massive just do a bat- They'll just do a Batman Begins. Yeah. Like yeah. back then it was exciting. Now it's like, another one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Brilliant. was a fucking big deal. That was my favourite bit when I first saw Batman Begins. was like, fuck, they're going to try Joker again. Jesus. Yeah. And then that turned out great, but... Now it would just be like, oh, who the fucking Tom Hardy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got to know Tom Hardy's eyeing up a role again in the Batman yeah, I was franchise. Say, I was saying to Jamie the day because he was just telling us he he's been rewatching all the Daniel Craig Bond, and I was like, yeah, the story that it's rumored that Tom Hardy's going to be Bond. And I was like, yeah, Tom Hardy, and he's fucking deal with the devil he made to play every fucking person on the planet in the <laughs> film at some point. Like for fuck's sake, Venom. Mm. Mad Max, Al Capone, both the fucking Cray twins, now James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's not a Big joke random. anymore. We always used to joke. Ah, uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Now it's it's reality. It's Probably fucked up. turned into a thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're just going to fucking ramble on about any old shite for the next <laughs> back, 10 minutes. Back when films it. were fucking better. Remember, remember yeah. films? <laughs> What I will say before we say enough, I, I would, I would yes. kick myself if I didn't mention this. 87, the year that... Star Trek Next Generation. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Stole me thunder, you cunt. <laughs> I just, me mind went, 87, Star Trek, Star Trek, Next Generation. <laughs> yes, the year that gave us Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, first time I fucking realised it fucking started in 87, I was like, what? Yeah, 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 it was fondly... I mean, I, assumedly, I probably saw it for the first time in, in 88 being honest unless well, unless BBC no, got it early isn't no it? probably not because fucking I was looking at when I started watching X-Files yeah I was looking at the, BBC didn't get X-Files season 1 until a year after fucking mm. America and I'm like what the yeah. fuck but I guess you know but I remember TV. I was uh, I was square I was square sat in front of the TV like the premiere night when the new Star Trek was happening on on like BBC 2 mm. so I was like there for it ready so it must have been 88 when I, when I saw it, I guess. It probably was, yeah. 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 Back when we got shit fucking a millennia after everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember my dad sat behind us and being all like, hey, Kirk, like, is it? Hey, hey Kirk. <laughs> You're like, shut up! What <laughs> <One> episode! <laughs> Just enjoying it for what it was and stuff. Yeah. Where's Spock? <laughs> yeah, totally. Where's, where's Dr. Spock now? Where's the Scotch bloke? No, Doctor, we turned about. Fuck Mr. Yeah. Spock. Cor- correct me, Dad. No. <laughs> yeah. 
What's he say? He's again, may the force be with you. So. <laughs> Fucking beam me up, Mr. Spock. No. You're not even doing the right. Dad, get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much my memory of it, yeah. <laughs> Let's imagine you were like cross-legged like two inches from the fucking TV, your dad in the chair, and you got, look at that, man. Fuck, stupid. <laughs> he's bald. Why is he bald? What's he got the air for? He's out of here, boot phony. I wonder what your dad would think of the character we've created <laughs> of your dad. It's always just your dad guy. Stupid. Man. <laughs> that uh, amazing time when he watched us play Resident Evil. Oh, he was yeah. like, oh, check, check under the bed. I was like, no, nah, you, you can't do that. And he was like, oh, watch, the, it might be in the closet. Nah, the, the, zomb- the zombies don't do that. And the scream was like, not very good, is it? <laughs> you're like, like, yeah, oh, you're right, fuck. <laughs> You've ruined it. <laughs> Fucking, until this moment, I loved this game. Yeah. <laughs> I just point out all the limitations. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been because you, you might have hyped it up too much, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You, but you may have been too excited to be like, oh, Dad, you, you, this game... Oh, this game, zombies. Oh, it's crazy. You know, I'd just say, well, fuck me, this must be something special. <laughs> and then just. Oh, let's, let's, let's pick this apart. Sitting <laughs> stiff as fuck, slow moving zombies. Yeah. On pre rendered backgrounds. <laughs> Get out, Kenneth. <laughs> so, yeah, that was 1987, folks, kind of. Last 15 minutes was, I don't know what the fuck, last 15 minutes was. <laughs> we're having a rant about things Getting being old. Yeah. yeah, shit we normally rant about when we're not recording the show. <laughs> we just got to record for a second. <laughs> Till next time, folks, keep it real. I'll see you doing the puzzle. See you in the heap. Bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafu.fm. Thanks for listening. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.